Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Thank you for joining me. Good to be here today. Welcome to the cafe. What a great day we have here. Oh, one of my favorite topics we are talking about today, and that is Jesus Christ's victory over Satan. Amen. His victory. You know, the devil uh, was broken. His back was broken at Calvary. I'm sure you might have heard that before, but did you know that that is actually in the Bible, that there is literally scripture proclaiming that in advance, prophecy, if you will, as well as just plainly proclaiming it. When I was um, younger and I would hear a preacher make that statement, I would ask myself, um, you know, have I read that in the Bible? I would say to myself, I know it's true. And I understand that the devil's back was broken at Calvary. We're going to get into why here in a minute, but I wasn't aware of a particular scripture, but it actually is in the Bible. In John 12, we're going to look at a fantastic passage of scripture. John 12 is a really interesting chapter. You have in John chapter 11, uh, the raising of Lazarus and so forth. Um, all that's happening there in Bethany. And in fact, there's a little tidbit in there where uh, Mary goes to see Jesus after Martha had seen him in the secret place. And the Jews that were there comforting her went with her thinking she was going to go weep at the grave of Lazarus. And those Jews then become witnesses to the raising of Lazarus. And we see in John 12 that they're there uh, as as Jesus returns um, to uh, uh, Bethany. And then you have from there Jesus riding in on the donkey, fulfilling prophecy, that young donkey into Jerusalem. You have that scene going on there in John 12, and that picks up our text verse here, John 12, 28 through 32, Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. And the people therefore that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Others said, an angel spake to him. Jesus answered and said, this voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of the world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Amen. Glory to God. And so as Jesus came into Jerusalem and as um, the people wanted to talk to him and see him as the Passover was about to take place, uh, there is Jesus is telling people, I'm the light of the world, and you, you you have to believe on me, so forth. And we get to this point where he is saying to God, God, let you be glorified, because he realized his time had come. He didn't want to, to have to go and die for all humanity, and nobody wants to go through torture and suffering, amen? But Oh, how we change when we come out of it. And that's a whole other message right there. But for the sake of time, we're going to look at this scripture, John 12, 28 through 32, which many may just go through one time and say, okay, I get it. Jesus says, hey, now's the time. 
If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me, etc. That must be the cross. They go through it. But there's some stuff in here you need to see to realize that God himself, through the person of Jesus Christ, is telling us that he is defeating Satan at the cross uh, through this scripture. And the first thing we see is the first and second glorification. Uh, and so when Jesus says, Father, glorify thy name, then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. So you have God the Son asking God the Father to glorify his name and God the Father responding saying, I did glorify my name and I'll do it again. Now, I believe this can have many, many applications. Now, God is glorified in the creation. God is glorified in, in Christian love. God is glorified in the testimony of, of Jesus Christ, the gospel, the good news. Amen. Uh, and I would say the first glorification of God in this context may be when Jesus Christ was born on earth. Amen. We know that he was from the beginning, and I'll get to that scripture uh, later on in a message coming up. But we know that he was from the beginning, but his birth on earth, especially as, at this Christmas season, shows us uh, that Christ had arrived. That was God in the flesh. The angels beheld him because they had never seen uh, God in the flesh. God is a spirit. Amen. He must be worshiped in spirit and truth. And so here is the first glorification of God, Jesus' arrival on earth, and that second glorification that God mentions will glorify it again, as in future tense, is when Christ is resurrected. Again, how many times is God glorified? Many times. Uh, in the person of Christ, we can think of these two areas, and so it's incredible to see this uh, interaction take place, the first and second glorification of Christ. And we see God speaking to Jesus, and uh, it's really fascinating because you see this scripture several times in here. Um, in verse 30, Jesus answered and said, the voice came not because of me, but for your sakes, for your sakes. God spoke for your sakes, right? Jesus and God are one. Jesus has already made clear he does the will of the Father. Uh, everything that he says and does, especially when it comes to judgment, all these things, it is because of God. Yet he says it's for your sakes uh, that, that God spoke. And it reminded me of several scriptures. If you think of um, the raising of Lazarus, uh, Jesus is praying out loud, uh, thanking God for what he was about to do and saying, I don't need to do this publicly uh, for myself. I know that you do do all of this, but I'm doing it for the people's sakes around me that they can hear. Right. And so it's so that they could believe on God. Uh, the baptism of Jesus, another time that God spoke, Matthew 3 17. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Amen. One of my favorite verses of scripture. It just shows the just the love of the Father to the Son. And, and of course, when Jesus being baptized, uh, doing it symbolically, amen, because he was perfect and without sin, but he was doing the will of the Father. And then at the Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew 17, 5, while he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them and behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, hear ye him. You know, I want you to imagine in these scriptures, God speaking to you, God speaking to me, God asking us to listen to Jesus, to understand that he is um, God in the flesh, the one that we should uh, model our entire lives after in terms of our conduct, in terms of the commandments. I know we get our doctrine from Paul's epistles and Paul's epistles are all about what Christ did for us. So we should love Christ and live for Christ and understand that God communicates literally through the Bible, through Christ and through his own voice. 
you know, kind of triply, the number three, that resurrected per, perfect, uh, perfect number is communicating to us this principle that Jesus is God, the son of God, and the one that is approved of God and the one that we are to follow. And so we see this beautiful transaction take place between father and son publicly because it says people in verse 29 says people thought uh, it was thunder or they thought an angel spoke. I mean, it was, it was public. It was happening just like it did there when Jesus prayed out loud, raising Lazarus, just like it did uh, as the angel descended like a dove. Amen. In Matthew three seventeen, and just like it did uh, in that cloud, that bright cloud in Matthew 17, five, the Mount of Transfiguration. Look, when we study to show ourselves approved, when we get into God's word, we can see these synergies, these things coming together. And it gets this preacher excited because it shows us God is alive. Amen. God is working through his word. That's why they call it the living word. Amen. It's the living word because it's alive and it is explaining things to us about the deity of God and the person of Christ who came as God in the flesh to take away the sins of mankind for all that would believe. And that gets here to the crux of this message. Oh, I love this verse. John 12, 31. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. Now there's so much here. Okay. Now is the judgment of this world. Well, who is the prince? Little P prince, right? There's no capitalization there. This is the devil, right? And there's many references in scripture. Uh, In fact, in the book of John, I believe it is that Jesus rebukes the scribes and the Pharisees, uh, calling them liars and saying that their father uh, is the chief thereof, the devil, and he is the prince of this world and uh, principalities. There's so many references to this being the devil. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. So this is speaking in present tense because it is right before the crucifixion and it's saying now is the judgment of this world now shall right as in coming up the prince of this world be cast out well when was he cast out he was cast out when christ paid the sin debt for all humanity on the cross and so we see the you know the old backwoods preacher in the three pew church, amen, with, with with not even full pews, amen. And he's all preaching, saying Satan's back was broken at Calvary and Christ has the victory. Hey, that's John 12, 31 right there, amen. You go ahead and take it to the bank. God's word uh, never returns void. That's what that is. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. That'll preach, folks. That is the truth. Jesus Christ is alive and well. Amen. And on the Christ of uh, on the cross of Calvary, Jesus Christ took the sins of all humanity because He was perfect. And and uh, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. That's why He is called the perfect spotless Lamb. In fact, uh, when John the Baptist sees Jesus, he he calls him that. You know. This perfect lamb that that will take away the sins of the world, amen. He is, John the Baptist is basically greeting Jesus with, oh, hello, you are God in the flesh and you're going to die on the cross for all humanity. That was his greeting to Jesus, but it was a true greeting, amen. One that was given to him surely uh, by God, amen. And so we see that that Christ, by what he did on the cross, through that, that free gift of salvation, by saying that um, I will take this sinner's debt, the one that has sin upon him that he cannot pay, that he is owed to God, a holy God cannot accept sin, I will take it and I will die and I will do that, manifest the entire world, past, present, and future, 
I'll do it. They just need to believe on me. They just need to have that faith and accept that free gift of salvation. I will do it. And he didn't just speak it in word, but he did it in deed. Amen. Right? I love that song by Mark Bishop. Um, you can't say he didn't love us and how he walked the Via Della Rosa. Oh, that'll get me going. He walked it. He he walked it. Amen. He carried the cross. Amen. He lived this out for you and for me. He died on the cross. He bore our sins. He died the most brutal death that anyone has died. He was in the grave three days to prove that he was fully dead. And then Jesus, then God, God himself resurrected Jesus from the grave and he walked the earth 40 days and 40 nights and was seen by over 500. That defeated Satan. Satan had, had received all his power when he beguiled, when he tricked Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and man fell and sin curse entered. And that's when he had all his power. And he lost it all when Jesus Christ died on the cross. Understand that I'm telling you that it has been done and that it is finished. And that gift is there for anyone that has not received Jesus. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. Do not. Tomorrow is not promised. Accept Christ before it's eternally too late. Accept him as your savior. You may not understand everything I'm preaching here today. Look it up. Study the Bible. Seek. Read the book of John. Read Matthew. Certainly read 1 Corinthians. Understand that it's by grace alone, through faith alone, and Jesus Christ alone that we are saved. And understand that in John 12, specifically in verse 31, The judgment of this world, the prince of this world, has been cast out by Jesus Christ. Amen. And anything the devil does here today, God has allowed it for this season. And we know the end of the book and we can go into Revelation and we can see how it ends. And it ends with Satan being in eternal torment, completely obliterated from our sight. And that we live in paradise with Jesus Christ, those that are saved. And it's all by the work of Christ on the cross of Calvary. So that should fire you up. That should get your blood pumping, that God was glorified in Christ's birth and was glorified again when Christ was risen from the dead, and that we are made new in Christ through the cross of Calvary, that God communicates to us through his word, and that the devil is broken and defeated. Amen. Celebrate that today. Pray to God that he keeps you strong in these last days. We're almost there. Keep the faith. Hold the faith. Praise God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119, verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.